Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Hello, this is Tim Howard, host of the Reflect the Life You Want. I'm especially excited to have as a guest today my friend Avery Washington. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, We've had some really cool conversations the last couple years, and I wanted to have you on the program, one, to... um, because you're the city leader for Bunker Labs, which is a veteran organized organization to help veterans start up businesses, but also we're both real estate professionals. Mm-hmm. I think we first met at a Port City Young Professionals uh, networking event several years ago. We were both affiliated with the same real estate firm back then, and I've made a change, and you're still doing great things. And uh, I've just really enjoyed the kinds of conversations that we've got to have about different things, whether it be in business or life or big dreams that you have for the future. So I thought you'd be a great guest for the show. So welcome to the nice. show. Thank you. To get started, why don't you share a little bit about your personal story background? All right. What, oh, one thing before I forget. Yes. You and I are both veterans. Correct. You're a former MARSOC Special Operations Raider, and I'm a former U.S. Army officer. Okay. So that's okay, another connection absolutely. we have. Yes, indeed. I, uh, man, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Okay. So I'm originally from Connecticut, born and raised, went to Norfolk State for two years. I wasn't very studious at the time. I joined the Marine Corps 30 days later. <laughs> Twelve years later, I got licensed in real estate, decided to stay in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Fast forward two years and some change, I'm here. Yeah. I guess it's going on three. Three years. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. And we're here today. Yeah. You also have a lovely girlfriend that's involved in real estate business I also. Do. Yeah. So I shout do. out to Albany Absolutely. Jones. Absolutely. Albany is awesome. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. That's the, awesome. I've nice. had the pleasure of meeting her. and uh, She's going to love that. <laughs> love that. Every time I do something like this, she asks if I talked about her. So now she's going to know that she got an explicit shout-out just well, for her. she's a special lady, and I know very important to you, but also I, I admire her from a distance, what she's <laughs> what she's doing in the real estate space that we do. Um, her marketing is very effective, Definitely. I think. Definitely. I could stand to take some notes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, tell me, one of the things you and I are connected with uh, locally is you are the city leader for Bunker Labs. Yes. So tell us about what is Bunker Labs, what's the emphasis of it, and maybe a little bit of your history with it. Absolutely. So when I got out in 2019, I had the privilege of meeting someone who is a Coast Guard veteran named Catherine Bruner. Yeah. And she's also a real estate agent in the area. I was going through a program called the Honor Foundation, a transition program for soft veterans, and met her there. She, at the time, was the city ambassador for Bunker Labs, along with Miranda Perales. Mm -hmm. She told me about what they do, an event they were holding, which ironically was about real estate. I was already (laughs) licensed at the time, so I I got permission to not go to the class for the day, Okay, uh, a week or so later, and attend that. And I just kept going. Yeah. And a year or so later, I'd been going to all the events and was in communication with Catherine and just seemed to make sense that I take over for her as one of the city ambassadors. Yep. Yeah. And then now today, myself and Matt Mylot are the city ambassadors for Wilmington. So Matt Mylot is one of the founders and leaders here at Signal Fire Media, where we're recording... Yep. Uh, the podcast here today, and we're we're connected with Matt there at um, Bunker Labs, also the Veteran Business Collective, mm-hmm. uh, and Matt's a dynamic young leader in the community also. I left out what Bunker Labs does, though, so I'll throw that in real yeah. quick. So it's a nonprofit that's focused on 
you know, entrepreneurship within the military family, right? Mm -hmm. So not just veterans, military spouses, obviously active duty service members as well. Honestly, any level of military connection or affiliation is sufficient, but fostering entrepreneurship in this community. There were other periods of time in, in the U.S.'s history where there were a lot more military-affiliated entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that played a strong role in this country's economy. Mm -hmm. And we think that this demographic of people have a strong set of traits that make them exceptionally capable of doing that again mm -hmm. and, and being a significant influence and help and improving the economy and creating jobs and running successful businesses that have positive impacts on their mm -hmm. communities, mm -hmm. essentially. Absolutely. Well, I've been to a number of the Bunker Lab events in the last few years, and you always have great speakers that are guests that come and, and share their experiences, their wisdom. They may have expertise in something. They may be a veteran themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, that are helping us as entrepreneurs to understand how to grow our business potentially. Definitely. I, I make an effort to narrow down what the focus of the event will be. Mm -hmm. It's super important to me that someone can see what the topic is, expect to learn something meaningful regarding it, that ideally they can act on in some capacity, mm -hmm. whether it's they just determine, I've been considering this, and everything I've seen about it is just someone with some something to sell me, right? Mm, so it's hard right. to know if it's credible or how valid it is, right? So just being able to go, be informed, get some type of information you can apply or or find a path to walk down to better determine if it's something that makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about thinking back through the events. So we started back up in... 2021, after a year of not having events in 2020, right? And there was overcoming setbacks was the first one. Seemed mm -hmm. pretty appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how to properly structure a business was another one. We also had an event that featured Sean Russell of Southern Elegance Candle Company. Uh -huh. She went through the process of how she started it, how she's been growing it, the benefit that being a part of Bunker Labs and doing their veteran Veterans in Residence program has helped right. with, which is something that we're working on putting together a cohort for here in Wilmington uh, later this year. The application is actually just closed for it yesterday, ironically. So we're excited about that. We got 10 applicants. So looking forward to that getting up and running mm -hmm. because there's definitely a really vibrant entrepreneur ecosystem here. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to help facilitate more people being a part of it. I remember uh, seeing Ann Cardona at the last um, Bunker Labs event. And I'm, I'm not sure Ann's specific role with Bunker Labs, but I remember her talking about that veterans and residents. How frequently is that veterans and residents course offered? So this will be the first time it is run in Wilmington. Okay. However, it's run twice a year. So there'll be an event. What is the duration of that? It is six months. Six months. So a part of the challenge and why it's just now coming here was initially it was structured with WeWork. Okay. And there's no WeWork here. <laughs> However, Common Desk is now a part of WeWork. Okay. I don't quite know the correct way to explain it. Okay. But Common Desk is now a part of that. And Common we, Desk WeWork is network. a co-work space mm -hmm. kind of business. And yeah. honestly, it's really well suited for it. The the, the space, the layout of it, just mm -hmm. the footprint, it, it's excellent. So mm -hmm. it couldn't have lined up any better. Mm -hmm. And then Anne's role is actually directly with facilitating the veterans and residents okay. program for like Bunker Labs at the organizational level. So she's intimately involved with that in various cities. And she's an Army that. veteran, and her husband, Rich, is a Marine, Marine Corps veteran. Correct, Marine a, veteran. I think he was a Marine Corps aviator. Right correct. Yeah. And I believe he's going to be the facilitator for okay. the veterans and residents, which is great because he has a lot of experience interfacing with 
C-suite ex- executives, founders, CEOs, mm-hmm. and what he did with media yes. and LinkedIn marketing. He's mm-hmm. interfaced with a lot of people who have had to, had to, who have successfully created organizations and grown mm-hmm. them. So I'm really excited about that. I've, I've been hoping for him to do it all along. Yeah. <laughs> so when I finally heard that, I was super excited. Yeah. Well, he has, you know, rich, uh, dynamic guy and he's had the experience just like you know rob wren's here with matt my lot signal fire media the experience of actually creating something from nothing mm-hmm. um and starting up a business and i think he's on his second iteration of what he's doing from a podcasting standpoint um but has been able to make a lot of connections so that'll be helpful Certainly. for other veterans to see but also possibly he may be able to help connect them with some people absolutely i, I it's, I think he's an excellent fit. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone who'd be better. Well, when you think about Veteran and the Bunker Lab, what is it about Bunker Labs that you, th- you think about if you knew a veteran, whether they were coming out through the Honor Foundation, through the Special Operations Group kind of history, or what? what is it that you're most excited about Bunker Labs here in Wilmington and what it can do for veterans? I'm really excited about it because – there's there's an active effort to grow Wilmington, to mm-hmm. bring business and industry here, to make it a, a, a center of gravity for, for technological innovation, mm-hmm. which is something I'm not intimately familiar with or a part of on mm-hmm. the tech side, but it's something I observe so often it's obvious that it's a sustained effort. Yeah. Right? And... I realized that from my experience and seeing other people transition out of the military, there's Coast Guard here. There are numerous Marine Corps bases here. Um, there are a lot of Marines and Coast Guard here. And, <laughs> and, and Fort Bragg's not far away. Fort Bragg's not far away. And, and there are just a lot of veterans that stay in the area, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very common, and I experienced this myself. You get out the military for whatever your reasons are. And the first thought you have is, you know, I've been doing this for four years, 12 years, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. You put your resume together and then you just go figure out where you can apply to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because you think that's the only thing that translates. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting to sit down with folks and help them bridge the gap. To, to translate the things that are really to help them understand some of the things they think are are lost in translation mm-hmm. where e- even folks retiring they said I'm just worried that I'm gonna get out fall flat on my face mm-hmm. so it's it's really not even about the money or the it's not about the pension or the benefits right and and I'll tell them oftentimes, you've been practicing succeeding the last umpteenth years. Like right. If you were going to be good out and fail, you'd be doing it right now. Yeah. So helping them understand, hey, these are the characteristics that you have demonstrate and you've made a habit of. Mm-hmm. And from interacting with enough different companies across various industries, helping them understand there are the things that you are capable of are things that people cannot teach who they're hiring. Right. And in more cases than not, they'd be willing to teach you how to do what they're hiring you for because of the skills you possess. Right. They can't expect the average person to have or mm-hmm. teach someone to possess. Yeah, I've had a number of guests, and we talk about those inherent skill sets mm-hmm. that we learned in the military. And I think about how those serve me well, mm-hmm. whether it be in uh, the corporate life or uh, starting up a franchise business or doing real estate uh, business now, that those skill sets that we learn that were part of, you know, being part of a military organization, planning mm-hmm. skills, you know, kind of that drive to achieve the objective, teamwork, things like that, we just know innately how to do but it's it, like understanding definitely. that's all transferable and having the confidence and the mindset to go with those skill sets that we possess. Absolutely. You've you've repeated them so much, it's become natural or muscle memory to you. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which is beneficial to any organization I can think of. Uh, if anything, something I find myself having to explain every now and then to someone making a transition, right? Naturally, there's some frustration in, in something that you're trying to do or some interaction. Mm-hmm. And especially me coming from Marsoc, I, I tell guys, you are used to being around people screened to think, think critically, to be proactive, mm-hmm. to conduct themselves a certain way. Right. Like the the entire, the rest of the world is not like that. Mm-hmm. So you need to be mindful of that also and tailor your expe- your expectations or manage your expectations and also consider that when you communicate to people and lead other people, manage other people mm-hmm. so that you can get the results you want or mm-hmm. incentivize people to perform at their best. Because mm-hmm. it it won't be the same way mm-hmm. that you are used to being incentivized and right. incentivizing other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's awesome to see it because now that I've transitioned and I've started down my own path in entrepreneurship, I get really excited to see folks who I've looked up to when I was in, right? And I listened to and wanted their opinion and, and followed their example mm-hmm. and just realizing how, what they're capable of in in an environment with far less constraints and just being excited mm, to them. see them realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's super cool process. Well, you've made that transition successfully and you began investing in real estate mm-hmm. while you were still on active duty. Yes. And then have taken that now to a different level with uh, what you're doing professionally. Um, so that's a strong testimony as you're you're sharing with other veterans coming out of um, or thinking about making that transition or have made that transition. Do you guys in the Veterans and Residency coursework spend a fair amount of time talking about mindset or is it more about just the fundamentals of how to start a business and run a business successfully? That is a part of it. It is an important part of it. There's also, I'm trying to think of the correct, we'll say like thought exercises, right? Mm -hmm. Where instead of being in isolation, trying to figure it all out, Mm -hmm. I can't think of the correct title for it, but let's say you have an issue that you're working through right? and you break into groups and you have a group of people, you lay out this issue and then other people, instead of just trying to come up with the solution, they say out loud things that they would consider or maybe need to also know in order to help resolve it, right? So let's say, you know, my, I don't have a vendor, Mm-hmm. And then let's say your group of people says, I wonder if they've looked up vendors in this whatever. I wonder if they utilize this thing. I wonder if they, they, they like, and then you have all these ideas that you really more than likely have all the connective tissue to act on. Mm-hmm. And even with them having no specialized knowledge of what you're doing necessarily are generating ideas or strings for you to pull on mm-hmm. to resolve that problem. So that's one of the ones that we did recently when I went to an ambassador meetup in Austin, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. Uh, so it, it just def- it re-energized how excited I was about being a part of the organization because mm-hmm. I hadn't experienced it before. Yeah. So definitely to meet the founders and people running the organization and just see how invested they are into creating something for veteran entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, and entrepreneurs in the military kind of have family. Like this mastermind community, both locally when you're going through the veterans mm-hmm. and residents, and then you have all these connections around the country through it's the bunker ladder. Certainly, and that's the goal, right? It's not even just for you to do a local cohort and mm-hmm. then you get your business going and the end, your success story, and and you're like, and Bunker Labs is a in a sentence of your book about mm-hmm. how you like crushed it in life. <laughs> it's, it's so that you have a dependable network across the country, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had people who aren't a part of Bunker Labs, but they, one example, what happened? They were going to New York City mm-hmm. and they were looking to meet with like f- venture capital firms 
and they had a company that started that's developing a product. And they said, hey, you know, can you connect me with, you know, the, the Bunker Labs ambassador in New York? This is what I'm trying to do. And then so me, I'm just able to look at my email, see who's in New York, and then connect them, find all their contact info. And then lo and behold, they were able to set up a meeting, or at least one meeting that I can recall. Mm-hmm. So just being able to, to, to extend that network to people in order to help them be successful, even if at the moment they aren't necessarily a part of it. Well, that's very gratifying, and I do a lot of that here locally, trying to connect people and Mm -hmm. some people around the country. I'm going to transition. You mentioned writing your own book, so uh, I have a book (laughs) project, (laughs) The Mirror, and the the title of this podcast is the theme of the book, Reflect the Life You Want, written, co-authored by Maria Spears and I. And ahead of this show, I asked you to take a look at the key chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so reflect is an acrostic. And you selected the second E, which is to energize your thoughts towards that which you intend to be. Yes. And we've been talking a little bit around that in the construct of Bunker Labs and how that helps people. So tell me about why did that specifically resonate with you? Definitely. So one, I'm glad that that's what you ended up saying. I thought you were going to ask me if I was writing a book or something. <laughs> and I, or like, when can we expect it? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so energize your thoughts toward what you intend to be. You, I'll have to, I'll, tr- I'll try to communicate this as clearly as possible. Uh-huh. I sort of think in spirals. Yeah. And, and to explain that, I'm constantly attempting to utilize, you know, past information to shape or to determine what would be the best present actions to shape the desired future outcomes that mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I think. So it's just a giant spider web, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why it stood out to me is because I've, when I first got out, or maybe as I was getting out, the concept of the law of attraction was something that mm-hmm. I heard about. Mm-hmm. I think people refer to it as manifesting now, which mm-hmm. I'm less of a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sounds like something's supposed to show up at the snap of fingers. <laughs> but when I initially learned of the concept, mm-hmm. my understanding of it was that essentially narrowing your focus toward a specific end goal and then obsessive pursuit toward that aim mm-hmm. will create a dynamic where at some point you shift from only observing obstacles and barriers to only seeing opportunities mm-hmm. and being in a position where you don't necessarily have the time or resources to take advantage of them all. It, sa- like, it, it sounds wishy-washy, if you haven't had the ability to to see it or experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can break it down in a way that a, mm-hmm. someone who doesn't believe would just be converted, right? Because even <laughs> me listening to myself, if I'm being honest, I think, I mean, this sounds like some some first world stuff right here, right? <laughs> but, well, when I talk to... <laughs> I talk, I do some coaching with men, mm-hmm. and what I talk to guys about is, you know, what what are those that deep desires in their heart? You know, what is um, what are those dreams that they have? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of you. You and I are each gifted, and we each have talents that were in, in my belief system. You know, God given that are meant to be shared with the world, mm-hmm. and that's our contribution that we make. And as we tap into those things and we really get focused around what are those dreams and desires we have, and we get focused, as you said, Mm -hmm. getting aligned around those goals, we get into action, it's amazing to me to see what has happened. So for myself in the last couple of years, it just blows my mind sometimes to think about all the different opportunities that have presented themselves by getting into action in different areas, and then you make new connections, mm-hmm. and then new business opportunities come about. Definitely. So I don't, <clears throat> you know, I I think it's very real, and I think if, if you can energize your mind towards that which you intend to be and you get into action, you'd be amazed at what can happen. And you've, you've seen that happen in your own business and uh, transition from the military. Absolutely. And 
it's something I've grown to appreciate a lot where right you have this goal and from listening to various speakers and speakers uh, I ended up deciding that of all the things I've heard, I like the concept of deciding what I actually want mm-hmm. and aggressively pursuing it, mm-hmm. not coming up with a goal I think I can accomplish, right, and essentially settling or compromising with myself, mm-hmm. but realizing what I actually want and understanding that the person I need to be to create that or maintain it or 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 be capable of it doesn't currently exist it will take change <laughs> yeah. and understanding that i need to determine those steps and take them mm-hmm. in order to get to that point i think that's a very very important point that you just made mm-hmm. and i when i'm coaching guys about this idea that you know, we have these really big dreams these big goals that we're going for but it's more important who is the man that I become mm-hmm. as I'm working towards achieving those things? Because I have to become a different version of myself in order to actually accomplish those things. Certainly. So that growth, that personal development, that stretching, that getting uncomfortable with where I've been to this point in life, like you talked about drawing from those past experiences to step into new experiences, that takes some courage. It definitely does. Take some vulnerability to say, hey, I don't have all the answers here. Will you help me? Not only that, but I can understand the challenge most people have, the internal conflicts, and and it coincides with the challenge I see folks having when they're transitioning. It's not easy to be who you are and change who you are at the same time. Like, mm. <laughs> but that's the that's realistically what's occurring, right? I, yeah. There's a guy. I want to say he started Angelist, Naval Ravikant, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he came up with the saying, but I heard him say it, so I'll mm-hmm. give him credit. That desire is a contract with yourself to be unsatisfied until you achieve a certain aim. Mm. Right. Say that again. I really like that quote. Desire is a a contract with yourself to be unsatisfied until you achieve a certain aim. Hmm. Right? So with that, it's often difficult for people who, let's say you've done this job for four years, it's paid you every 15 days, it's gave you somewhere to live, Mm -hmm. giving you extra money if you had to be somewhere different than your family so that you're not having double the expenses, helped you move, giving you medical insurance. Mm-hmm. And then you decide, well, I'm going to do something completely different. And all these other things, they're going to just continue, right? Mm-hmm. That's not something you naturally think. Right. You worry that you're compromising everything, mm-hmm. right? And if you have people depending on you, you also worry that you're compromising their security or stability, right? Mm-hmm. And the environment that you've created for you and your family. Mm-hmm. So I, I see that as a big challenge that people are overcoming in making their transition or in beyond the military in making a significant change to mm-hmm. achieve or accomplish the things they want. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's something that I'm always working on. I've done it. I've done it for myself, but I realize that it can't stop. It has to continue, and realistically, it only gets bigger, <laughs> right? So that's where you catch yourself thinking, you're, 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 the shoe fits you right now, too. Yeah, the shoe fits you right now, too, where you've been dragging your feet on doing this thing that yeah. you know is, at the very least, a step in the direction toward what you want mm-hmm. because you're afraid that you're going to take the step and put your foot in a hole or trip <laughs> on your face. Yeah. But realistically, you know, if you don't, you'll just never get there. Right. So what's the bigger risk? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I'm working through as well. Awesome. Well, that's a great segue into, I always like to ask my guests two key questions. Mm-hmm. And um, this idea to reflect the life you want, you talked about it earlier, is like this dynamic between moving forward and becoming a better version of myself with who I am currently. Mm-hmm. 
And so if, if you were to think about it, any one thing that right now you're working on for yourself, Avery, mm-hmm. to reflect more the life that you want, what would be that one thing for you? The things I'm considering to reflect the life that I want mm-hmm. is or are that I have to I have to deliberately seek new information in order to be prepared or more prepared to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish, to be capable of it. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting out of the military, I had already started investing in real estate, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what I was doing until I was out, which sounds crazy. I had just made a series of decisions that weren't poor decisions, and they worked out. Mm-hmm. They didn't work out exceptionally well, but they worked out in my favor. Mm-hmm. And that led me to thinking, well, we should continue this. Mm -hmm. But when I was getting out around that time, someone told me about Bigger Pockets podcast, Mm -hmm. which at the time it had 300 something episodes. I can't imagine how many they have now. Mm -hmm. I started listening to it and it was excellent, right? Mm -hmm. They had people from all walks of life. Wait, single moms that were waitresses, people who started investing in college, mm-hmm. all, like the span of anything you can think of, who used their tax return to buy their first investment property, mm-hmm. who their first investment property was them deciding to build a multifamily complex, however that worked out, mm-hmm. right? This huge swath. So it eliminates the, it, it eliminates this idea that you can't do it because you see everyone's doing it from every part of the country, from every socioeconomic status, from every predicament you can think of life-wise that or challenge that you think that you can't get past. So that helped me break that barrier. Mm -hmm. So you're seeking to reflect more of the life you want. You're seeking out information from others that have kind of gone before you to kind of encourage you or stimulate totally. your thinking. Uh, getting different perspectives, yeah. right? Well, that's one part of it. But what that led me to was learning a criteria to determine whether I thought something was a good investment. Okay. Right? And I took that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years down the road, which is, say, the last 12 months, mm-hmm. I observe what seemed to be resistance, right, and growing and moving, continuing. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is the shift in the real estate market. And and the other part of it that I determined is I've been acting off this information as fast as I could Mm -hmm. for two years. I probably need new information, not only just to continue what I'm doing, but realistically, to grow to what I want to, I need that information. Mm-hmm. So I have to go seek it, whether it's going through training, paying for a course, finding a mentor, mm-hmm. or uh, new friends, <laughs> whatever yeah. that is, right? Determine what those correct inputs are. And then I was plug thinking about a, uh, <clears throat> a conference I saw that's coming up, probably really interesting to you. In the future, I'll have to get that information to you. But you had the um, opportunity we brought in town, Clayton Gitz with yes. Mission Realty down from Richmond, Virginia. And he talks about this concept of the power of proximity, mm-hmm. you know, and that when, when we're able to connect with other people, just like you went down to Austin and you got to connect with other people amongst Bunker Labs and other city leaders and the leadership. And then you gain that access and connect to other people. They can teach you things that they're already gotten to a higher level than yes. maybe you have. So I think I I ascribe to that heavily, and that's something I've been intentional about the last couple of years myself. And I I really enjoyed going to that. I, I couldn't stay for the entire thing, which I hated, because there was so much just in the portion I was able to go to. I'll have to send you a link. You can rewatch the entire thing by I'm video all, if you I'm wanted all, to. Please do. <laughs> I would love that. So to reflect more of the life you want, it sounds like you're focusing on getting access to other information both to give you 
greater confidence and understanding how to do, but then more specifically now to get to the next level, yes. other people that can help you to make and, better business decisions. And, and I'll narrow it down even further because that's what I've realized specific to me, mm-hmm. that I've been acting off of this information and I have to get new information right. more relevant to what I've decided is going to be next for me. The path you're on. But in the simplest form, finding the correct inputs to create mm-hmm. the outcomes you want. Mm-hmm whatever that may be mm-hmm. Th- that's the biggest thing <clears throat> or the 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 broadest way i can explain it that i think mm-hmm. most folks could apply okay Certainly. well that's a great segue into i always ask second question i always ask guests is so you're working on the things that you're working on to reflect mm-hmm. more of the life that you want you've had success in the military you've you know you've come to uh through Special Operations and Marine Corps, you've made that transition. You've been successful as a real estate investor. Now you're a city leader for Bunker Labs, and you're continuing to grow in your understanding of real estate development. And Mm -hmm. as an influential leader in our community, if you could offer one piece of advice either to an earlier version of yourself or to someone else that you might encounter, it might be someone that you're going to meet in the uh, residency program of the Bunker Labs upcoming is like, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give mm. to people to reflect more the life that they want to live? There, there are two things that are really intertwined to me. One, the importance of relationships. Mm-hmm. But in that, how I see a relationship being valuable, right? I... I'm of the belief that the most valuable things are things that are of the highest utility to the most people with the greatest ease of access at the lowest cost. Mm. Things that I observe that validate this belief to me are where you see essentially parallel systems being created in, in the form of companies, realistically, but mm-hmm. there's systems, right? Transportation, let's say Uber and Lyft, hospitality with Airbnb and VRBO, mm-hmm. with the financial system, with cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. right? The longest existing one is the black market, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, there, there is uh, the regular market or perfect. Actually, I'll wind it back medical marijuana or legal marijuana mm-hmm. versus the still existing black market for marijuana, right? Right. So whenever you have a system that has constraints, at some point there's this, there's this tipping point where it, something busts out of the seams and innovation that creates a better system. Mm-hmm. Right. So, for example, let's say the car that you would just have in your driveway when you came home from work or over the weekend, you can now and cost you three fifty a month mm-hmm. or five hundred a month, depending on who you are. Or mm-hmm. right now, you can rent it to someone who doesn't own a car and mm-hmm. drives uh, ride sharing, mm-hmm. and it makes you five hundred a month. Right. And it makes someone who doesn't own a car. X amount per month mm-hmm. that doesn't have any other particular, say, high income skill, for the lack of a better word, right? Mm-hmm. Like higher utility. Mm-hmm. And you know how much it's going to cost you before they show up, how far away they are, how long the ride's going to be, what route they're taking. Mm-hmm. Higher utility, competitive cost, better cost, right? As opposed to standing outside or going to the taxi stand, waiting for one to show up if there mm-hmm. wasn't one there watching the meter tick up at every light that's longer mm-hmm. than you want it to be, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with, say, in real estate, right? We deal with wiring money all the time. Right. I, I send a wire. It costs me money to send it. It costs me money to receive it. Mm-hmm. I can only do it from 9 to 5. It can show up anywhere from 15 minutes later to 24 hours later, mm-hmm. right? Or And it costs me... Dollars, right? I'm not spending so much that I would know some of the bigger problems, Mm -hmm. but it it can cost me some money. But you have 
uh, an alternate system where you can spend send millions of dollars nearly instantly mm-hmm. for pennies 24-7, right? Not only that, but depending on the coin that you're in love with, you have a deflationary nature to it where relative to commodities, the higher the adoption rate of this coin the lower the cost is of everything you buy with it relative to the value of that. So, right, so what used to be 10 Bitcoin 10 years ago, this is not to scale, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But let's say your house would have cost you 10 Bitcoin 10 years ago, now cost you 5 Bitcoin. So relative to the value of this based on its nature, mm-hmm. Right, these commodities that you depend on being able to purchase or exchange are becoming relatively less expensive mm-hmm. because, in addition to the other characteristics, we're 24 7, less expensive, easier to move. Uh, yeah, it is also infinitely divisible as opposed to the constraint of being divided by one one hundredth, right? So, that's something I consider where. What is it that I can offer to others that is of the highest utility to the most people at the lowest cost with the greatest ease of access? Ideally, that would be something that you are naturally good at Mm -hmm. or really enjoy because that allows you to produce or manufacture that thing at a lower cost to yourself than it costs for other people to receive it from you. And I say that because that ties in really strongly with relationships because your ability to, to, uh, man, I totally lost it. I had it. But your ability to, say, positively impact other people, right? It's not necessarily like you just expect favors all the time. Mm-hmm. And ideally, if you're operating in that lane, it's not a favor, mm-hmm. right? Say, for example, people ask you're me You're creating about, value for them. It's just natural to you. Yeah. And for you, it, it's natural to you. You think about it, do it for free for yourself, and it's just you sharing mm-hmm. information or sharing an ability you have that doesn't take effort for you. We talk a lot about in my coaching with a man mm-hmm. school is, you know, when we're when I'm helping guys to discover what are those desires and dreams is what, what comes naturally to you? Mm-hmm. What are you uniquely gifted at? What brings you joy? And if you can make money at it, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, you know. Certainly. Then, Finding that intersection of things yeah. is excellent. Because, uh, f- for example, right, I invest in real estate. I'm helping people buy and sell all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to do residential development. And so people naturally, especially about investing, they have questions about Mm -hmm. lenders, about flipping, about rentals, about all these different things. Mm -hmm. And they'll ask me questions and they'll feel like they have to be like, well, you know, I'll take you out to lunch or like (laughs) this and that. It's like, well, I'm going to eat. Like, it's okay. I I think about this stuff all the time for free for myself. Like it's not a big deal for me. You're to, willing to share that knowledge. Totally, with it people. would be insane if it was like I just want to know about this stuff. Yeah. that's weird. Yeah, right? I'm not going to do all of it. I'm not even capable of doing. All. Some of it doesn't even interest me. You want to help others but, with the knowledge. That correct, you but I have an above average amount of information regarding it. Yeah. Why would I not share it with you? Right. So, and I don't do that expecting anything because mm-hmm. I don't think it's. Sure, I realize it's worth something, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's worth it, it doesn't I don't think it costs me anything. So I don't have, have you, this expectation of like what are you gonna give me for it? I'm thinking of the book The Go Giver of you and I, I ever talked I about. need to read it. I, I need, I think, I've had a couple people tell yeah, me I need to read it. You need you you, you, you need it up. <laughs> Bob Berg, the co author of that book. He was a guest it. of this podcast previously. That's awesome. And I just his co author and co author's wife uh, just wrote a the latest book in the Go River series mm-hmm. about marriage, so might get you a copy of that too for uh, you and Ollie if you're if you're thinking in that direction. Well, it's you know I think what I in practical terms what I hear you saying for people to reflect more of the life they want is to think about what are things that 
are a benefit of value to people that mm-hmm. provide the greatest utility, and then what do you, gifts and talents and passions do you have that you can bring to that? Certainly, absolutely, about that? absolutely. And and to frame it, it doesn't mean you just go exhaust yourself randomly doing things. Mm-hmm. You also have to be honest about what your capacity is to help mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. and be deliberate about. It. So the way I think of it is, if I can help someone then I'm going to help them. Yeah. If I can't at the time, I'll be honest with them about that too. For example, I had someone call me, it was a day or two ago, I can't quite remember, mm-hmm. but they said, hey, I'm moving from this place, I'm looking for a short-term rental, and then I want to buy a house, this is what I've got going on. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to them, I was like, look, I know you've probably talked to a number of people, and it seems like no one wants to help you but let me explain why you're having a hard time, mm-hmm. right? And then I explained to her, like, I explained to her short-term rentals aren't listed in any system that I have, like, ex- uh, some ex- specific level of access to, one. Mm-hmm. And there's no structure for me to, say, show you a unit mm-hmm. before you rent it. Mm-hmm. There's really just various short-term rental platforms, and vacation rentals that mm-hmm. are run by formal property management companies, mm-hmm. all of which will honestly cost you far more than you're looking to spend because really at this point, they're not less expensive than hotels. It falls into that concept of it's relatively the same price, maybe more, but a far higher utility to the average person. Right. And you have more relative privacy. Mm-hmm. or actual privacy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just explained that and said, look, this is what I recommend trying. Mm-hmm. I would try going on Facebook groups. There are this and that yard sales, such and such community, mm-hmm. buy, sell, trade, for rent, for sale, all mm-hmm. these things. Find every single one you can find and say, do a in search of this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for this in this price point, in this area, there is a good chance that someone might see it and say, oh, I've got that, or such and such has that. I'll connect them with that person. That's happened to me for, that's happened to me for significant things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It gets back back to that that utility. Use that platform, the leverage where you can get that one message to the maximum number of people that they mm-hmm. have an opportunity to respond and, and in turn uh, return something of value to you. So Certainly. That's and great advice. It's crazy because sometimes you don't even realize the impact. So, for example, a little, just shy of two years ago, I was trying to buy a rental, some rental property. Mm-hmm. It was the largest purchase I had ever made, and... I was trying to find financing for it. Mm-hmm. This was just, I started negotiating just before COVID. Mm. December, January timeframe, started mm-hmm. negotiating. I had term sheets from lenders that I had already ex- like signed and sent back to them that were accepted. Mm-hmm. The second, the middle of March hit, everybody pulled everything. Mm-hmm. We're not lending. This is that. We're not locking in an interest rate till this is going to close, mm-hmm. which is like, in hindsight, it wouldn't have been that bad no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. But hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Right? All this craziness. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I remember putting on Facebook, I said, do any of my Facebook friends or anyone they know would they be willing to do like a bridge loan for a, like a seven-figure amount of money? Yeah. <laughs> Just threw it out there. And then, of course, you get the gifts, right, where yeah. it's like some Disney character pulling their pockets outside, <laughs> like inside out. And like, it was like, thanks, guys. Like, I have no use for that. And mm-hmm. then somebody put, you should contact this person. Yeah. And then they said, hey, such and such told me you'd reach out. You should contact this person. Mm-hmm. That person was a like a loan broker, mm-hmm. and for purchasing that rental property, it ended up falling through. It didn't happen, right? It it drug along about four and a half, five months. 
I mm. ended up buying it through owner financing. Mm. I just finished refinancing out of it using that broker. Mm. I would have been at the same square one mm-hmm. from nearly two years ago if they hadn't told me this person's name and then turns in the next person's name. Mm-hmm. And then we made an attempt, but it didn't work out. But we kept in touch. Goes back to the importance of those relationships. Exactly. And, and, that's, earlier. and that's why the relationship part is in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tie it in cleaner, mm-hmm. but it's not just like, oh, what have you done for me lately? Like, we don't interact anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is a good person. Yeah. Or I admire their ability in this. This mm-hmm. is someone that I want to know, yeah. even if it's just for the sake of knowing them. Mm-hmm. Because I'd like to emulate being a version of what I see them as for what I do. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can learn something from them just yep. in that aspect from interacting with them, even if there's nothing more to be had. Mm-hmm. And that was a part of it. I interacted with that broker and I just uh, thought, oh, I really like this guy. Like, it's a good guy. He's actually active duty in the Army, mm. which is crazy. I don't know how he balances it at all. Mm-hmm. But active duty in the Army. He was in Georgia at the time. I can't remember where he is now. And uh, good communication, kept me informed, talked me through stuff. And we just stayed in touch. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, nearly two years later, it all comes together, right? Yeah. So just the importance of those two things is something that I observe more and more often. Mm-hmm. Well, you've brought a lot of energy and ideas, and I think our listeners will derive a great deal of benefit from. And um, I, too, ascribe to uh, the importance and the power of relationships, just like you and I have begun to cultivate further. So it's absolutely something that I try to reflect more of the life I want in creating value for other people, helping other people, and making an impact in their lives. So um, it's been an honor to have you as a guest here today. If people want to reach out to you, Avery, to learn more about Bunker Labs mm-hmm. or real estate investing or take advantage of just your knowledge and experience and wisdom that you might want to share, what are some of the best ways to get a hold of you? The best way to reach me is by cell phone, honestly. Okay. okay. I'll, probably Instagram too. Yeah. But cell phone, 910-787-0877. Text is probably ideal. Yeah. And Instagram, I want to say it's precise underscore property underscore solutions. Yeah. I'll have to, if you do hashtag precise property solutions, it'll pop up. That should pop up. Well, when we put um, your episode out here in the next couple of weeks, we will make sure in the episode notes to have some of those key um, ways to connect with you. And I know you have a LinkedIn profile also. Yes. So that's a great way to connect with people. Well, it's been an absolute honor to have you as a guest, Avery. I appreciate your leadership. Just want to honor that in the community. Um, helping other veterans as a city leader at Bunker Labs. Um, and I know you have a heart for helping other people. I know you also have a heart for uh, creating opportunities for affordable housing, too, for people. So uh, I just look forward to continuing to get to know you, continue to grow in our relationship, and seeing the impact of everything that you're doing for our community. So, actually, I'll take an opportunity to make a social contract right now. Okay. Okay. Because you talked about like affordable housing. Yeah. So that's definitely something that my absolute goal, really within this year, I won't even say the next year, within Mm -hmm. this year, I would like to completely shift focus to doing either more complex uh, real estate, like investment property purchases, Mm -hmm. either for myself or clients, right? Just single-family portfolios or mobile home parks or whatever random thing, you, or urban redevelopment mm-hmm. and residential development. And ideally, my goal is to create mixed-use neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with Cape Fear Collective and mm-hmm. some of their affordable housing efforts, and it we initially connected over an idea that I think that 
something that would be absolutely beneficial to people, which I didn't have a tie. I didn't know the name of it at the time, but mm-hmm. it's mixed use, mixed use yeah. development. Excuse me, mixed income development. Okay, where one creating cross pollination across varying backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses. Mm-hmm. One has the ability to break down perceived barriers from different groups to the other. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of talk about <clears throat> divides and oppression and and systemic issues that exist, but I see many more than people d- discuss. Mm-hmm. I think really the biggest are among socioeconomic status and education. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and for example, what I'd say the average, say, high earning white collar professional doesn't look at, say, the owner of a plumbing company and realize, like, that's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a successful organization that he's grown mm-hmm. from him getting licensed to be under people's sinks. Mm-hmm. Right. That takes exceptional management and discipline and leadership and skill, among other things, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's a real divide, even among people in the same socioeconomic status, Mm -hmm. is, say, education and industry, Mm -hmm. um, and then also background. But if you had the ability where, let's say you had a single-parent household living below the poverty line, Mm -hmm. living in, let's say, a condo, or a neighborhood, a single-family home, that they otherwise couldn't outright afford. And instead of their neighbor being another person whose parent isn't home as much as would be desired, and their neighbor's kids have a lot of time and very little supervision like them, mm-hmm. what if it was an accountant or a doctor or an artist or whatever other thing? that they would have never had a need to interact with, mm-hmm. right? That can change someone's life. I, I always had this belief. I, sit, I think by myself a lot. I spend a lot of time by myself. <laughs> I think Albany's trying to change that. <laughs> and then <laughs> the first time I met someone that helped me see that this maybe wasn't just theory and probably reflects reality was speaking with Dave Polaris. Mm -hmm. He was talking about how he was growing up and the the things he went through and what led him to go to the military. Mm -hmm. And first he talked about how he he went to this wrestling camp. He was into sports Mm -hmm. and a friend of his went to this wrestling camp, right? And then he said, well, I saw how he was when he got back and I just decided I have to go. I have to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. He worked this job, saved all his money from it just to be able to afford to spend it to go to this wrestling camp. Mm-hmm. And for all he knows, his parents just paid for it, right? The neighbors, mm-hmm. pa- like the neighbors' parents, just like, yeah, you want to go to wrestling camp this summer? Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have anything else to do. You want to get a job? You want to go wrestle? I'll wrestle. And they just paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. For all he knows. But just him seeing that changed Inspiring. the course of his life. And then he talked about going to a, uh, military college, mm-hmm. right? And I was saying, well, what made you decide to do that? Is a neighbor's kid went to, I'm forgetting the name of the school. Mm-hmm. I won't make one up for the sake of not just saying the wrong one because mm-hmm. that's probably worse. <laughs> yeah. But a, a neighbor's kid went to this military school and he had observed, right, I think this is where I need to be. It'll have mm-hmm. more structure and discipline and these things. Mm-hmm. It's the environment I need to put myself in mm-hmm. to set myself up for for a better outcome. Mm-hmm. And he fixated on that just from observing it, mm-hmm. from what was around him, right? So that I think that has the ability to change people's life for the better and facilitate uh, interactions that otherwise would never occur. Well, we're going to have to have you back another time and talk about this. Um, these ideas. We, we could spend time just talking about I know, that right? and, and the influence. And, <laughs> but I appreciate you putting it out there as like you're making this commitment. So mm-hmm. it's been an absolute 
honor to have you and a pleasure to be with you today on Reflect the Life You Want. Again, people got your um, contact information. We'll put it in the show notes so they can reach out to you, learn more about if they want to get behind this idea that you have around mixed income housing. We'll help to bring people together and create those kinds of relationships. So I'll, thank you for being here today. Easy day. I, and I'll plug one thing other than Bunker Labs. You'll probably see me use FOLA Capital. Yes. It's a crowdfunding platform. And the business that I will probably be raising money through is Continental Ground. Continental Ground. So keep an eye out for that. Continental Ground. Yeah. FOLA Capital. John Panaccioni has been a guest of this show of FOLA mm-hmm. Capital. So. so social contract signed. Social We got it. <laughs> we got it recorded. Well, Avery, thank you for being on the show today and appreciate you coming out and sharing your wisdom with us. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you.